Cheers to a new week. Grab your cafecito or favorite cocktail. And get ready for another episode of Best of Both Maris. With Maritza. And Marisol. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Best of Both Maris. I'm here with my co-host, Maritza. Um, and we're ready to kick off today's week with another great episode. Today, we're going to be talking about women in history. Um, as we cont- as we come to an end of the month, we just want to make sure we're sharing space and giving space to uplift women that have impacted us and influenced us in our personal history and also in history overall. So I wanted to start off by highlighting Dolores Huerta. Um, She was one of the activists that was protesting with Cesar Chavez um, for farmers' rights. And a lot of people don't know this, but she's actually the one that created um, the Si Se Puede slogan. And I didn't know about her until, um, I want to say 2018. And so I had the opportunity to go see her her documentary at um, Campus Point. Um, Shout out to PBS. They gave me the tickets through a giveaway. If y'all know me, you know me and the giveaways are a thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went and I had the honor of watching the documentary, knowing like all the years of activism that she did um, with other people in the community. Um, I know like one of the places was Bakersfield. So it did kind of hit home in a different way for me because I was born in Bakersfield. So I didn't know that part of history um, tied to Bakersfield. Um, And then I also did get to hear her speak and meet her. So um, it was very um, influential. And I just really enjoyed hearing that part of history that not a lot of of us know. Like we always think it was just Cesar Chavez, um, but she also was part of that. So, and then even today, um, she still does contribute to the community. She's a, she continues to be an activist um, with human rights, farmers rights so if you guys do have the chance of watching her documentary I do recommend it yeah I know I didn't hear about like all of like that boycott of Cesar Chavez I mean I knew who Cesar Chavez was and like that he was this like icon in a sense but I didn't know what they had done and I also didn't know about Dolores Huerta until I got to college um it almost made me think um, that I was robbed from this history because I was a Chicano studies major. So everything I learned was about my culture and I didn't go in being a Chicano studies major. I chose to be a Chicano studies major because I felt like it was very important for me to have that knowledge. Um, And, you know, of course you have to pick and choose classes. And I felt like, how am I not going to learn about these things? when I'm I don't know I've never even heard of this like I need to learn this I need to carry all of this and I've always really loved history so I remember one of my first classes was the history of like the Chicano movement and everything like that so learning about all of this was really inspiring I also took um like a Chicana Chicanas and Latina women um history class and this one talked about Dolores Huerta specifically, like it focused our week on her. And I remember learning about 
how outspoken she was, how she did a lot of the behind the scenes work and how she wasn't given credit for it at the time, how the credit that she is giving now and the the way she is like held now and seen now is completely different of how she was seen back then. It was almost like she was in Cesar Ch- Chavez's shadow um, because they were using him as the face of the movement um, because of like being a man, right? Um, so I remember thinking like, this is always something that I've seen in our, in the Latino culture and in other cultures that like have similarities in terms of values, um, how the women do a lot of the behind the scenes work, but the men get all the credit. Yeah. The women are the ones that hold it down and are the foundation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, I know sometimes something else I've always like seen is how you know I really have a huge respect for like single moms um and moms that do it like all on their own like they carry their families and their um like their household on their on their own I feel like as a society people really shame them yeah they've done like they do so much on their own and I think it's just powerful just to see how much that how much they can take on right um so I feel like it's just something I've always admired like I I don't come from a single parent household but just seeing like how much they do they do carry I wish that they were given more praise for that instead of the shame that they often receive yeah talking about you know women holding it down the person that comes to mind is my mom um not to be biased, but she is a super mom. Like, I just admire her because she is a single mom and she's always done things on her own. Like, she has never begged any man to do anything for her. So I look up to her for that. Like, she got her own house on her own. Um, and she always showed us that you don't give up just because a man isn't in your life, you know? So I just think that women like my mom like they all just go through sacrifices that other people might not go through if they weren't single parents Mm -hmm. and they should always be praised for it you know not just on women's history month but like every single day you know I know that um mother's day is coming up too and that's still a long ways but always recognizing um single parents that are doing it all on their own is like a daily thing like there's not a day where I'm not thankful for what my mom is doing for us they take on a lot of responsibility yeah yeah um thank you for sharing that it's it's definitely just inspiring to hear how much your mom has done and everything that she has done for you um yeah, so like someone someone else that comes to mind that it's a, I guess, yeah, was a single mom that I've always like looked up to. Um, she's a, an artist in the Mexican regional genre of music. Her name is Jenny Rivera. So I don't know if any of you are familiar with her. Her Netflix series recently went viral, um, which is called Mariposa de Barrio. So it's just like a documentary series that touches upon her life and everything that she had to go through. Sir Jenny Rivera um, died when she was in her 40s. Um, She suffered 
like from a plane crash and she passed away. So she left behind, I want to say like five children, um, some adult children, some were still kids. But the reason why I mentioned her and I wanted to bring her up and honor her during Women's History Month was for the purpose of how many barriers she has broken and how many glass ceilings she has shattered and what an icon she is to Latinas in the Latino community and like anyone that can relate to her I feel like she was always um like a badass she like was outspoken to she didn't give any shits on like what she said and she was all often labeled and I think to this day is still labeled as this like very hypersexual um in a way like these derogatory terms that you that you can think of that people used to label women she she has she had that label at one point in her life um and she was dominating in this predominantly male dominated genre everything she wrote about everything she spoke about she and saying about she basically just empowered women to own it and to own their sexuality to own who they were and like when I listen to her music like she really talks about like don't let anyone tell you how to run your life or make you feel less than because you are a woman. Because you are a woman, you should be, feel powerful and unstop, unstoppable because we're capable of so much. And I feel like that message is what she delivers um, and like also touches upon different hardships. So I, I know one of the things that she would always call herself was like, I'm a chingona, like, I'm a cabrona, like type of like these words that are, have this negative connotation as like you're a bad person but she like would mold it in her music and frame it as like yeah you might have this perception of me but you only have this perception of me because I'm not gonna let you handle me and talk to me the way you want to um just and I'm gonna like stand up for myself advocate for myself even if it makes you uncomfortable so you know in other episodes we talked about like how we always like shrink ourselves to fit in certain spaces so other people can stand out and she just literally gave no fucks like she was like I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say proud this is who I am and if they don't like me then they don't like me you know Um, so she's pretty hardcore she's pretty intense but she's definitely how she would call herself a chingona (laughs) so yeah that's the person I wanted to honor today literally embodies the sinvergüenza saying that we've been always talking about yes for real I didn't even think of that yeah I definitely think she will always have like a lifelong impact on everyone because even if you weren't a avid listener of her music like you knew of her in one way or another like me like I didn't really listen to her music but I know that I I do have that image of her being powerful and having that strong voice and standing up for what she like wanted to talk about in her music or just her personality we also wanted to highlight another phenomenal woman today alexandria ocasio-cortez or representative alexandria ocasio-cortez also known as aoc so i wanted to bring up aoc because that's someone i have looked up looked up to ever since she has held a position in office um she is powerful and just like everything that she has done and how she's all about the people and uplifting the voices of the people in her community is just super inspiring. I know there was a recent incident 
about a year ago um, or last summer where another representative, um, a male representative called her a bitch. And the way she responded to that, it was just so empowering. I feel like that word has been used by men to describe women who are outspoken, um, women who are advocates and just women who are powerful and that who are more powerful than men. So just seeing her response um, is, is something that really moved me and something that just lifted me on a whole different level. Um, so for those that don't know um, what she responded, there's many different things that she responded. But the one thing I'm referring to is the one where she said, I am here because I have to show my parents that I am their daughter and that they did not raise me to accept abuse from men. Yeah, I really thought that that was very, um, like it lit a fire in you, you know? And just the way when she like brought it up in front of all those um, political men, like that whole room was filled with mostly men when she addressed the fact that she was called a bitch and like, she didn't let her voice shake or anything. And that mm-hmm. was very like, like chingona of her to do straight yeah. up. Yeah, so that whole scene with Winsa attitude, right? Mm-hmm. She walked there and she walked in there. And um, another direct quote that she said, she said, the idea that a woman has be, can be as powerful as a man is something that our society can't deal with but I am as powerful as a man and it drives them crazy. I was like, straight back. Yes. She's dismantling this idea that it could just be men saying things, but she's like, no, I'm putting my foot down and you're going to listen and I'm going to put you in your place. Like she mm-hmm. has no better one time doing it. Yeah. Yeah. The same, you know, in any space. Yeah everything about her is just iconic I remember when she was sworn into office that they all wore white in honor of like the women's suffragettes um right or like in honor of like someone else that held office Mm -hmm. but it was like a huge movement um and she wore the bold red lipstick and the hoops that are super iconic and like define like latinidad or like being latina um and i felt like that was also really powerful to me and it it almost like made me feel like yeah this is who i am and it's okay for me to bring this part of myself into a professional space because i feel like oftentimes in professional settings because you know they a lot of industries can be um predominantly white or white dominated, um, it feels like you have to fit a certain like mold or or be a certain like uphold a certain persona. Um, And often I feel like that erases my culture. I feel like if I walk in wearing hoops and that red lipstick, um, it almost looks like I'm fitting a certain stereotype where I have to tame my different my appearance to fit these different um molds so I feel like when I saw that I really started owning every part of myself and it just empowered me like 
this is a staple movement um and you know like she's a badass like and I want to be a badass like I'm a badass too (laughs) yeah I wanted to just say that I think in a way we like me and you did apply that to where we worked because I know that we've heard the comments of oh well you guys should be getting ready and like me and you could care less like we were still gonna say what needed to be said you know at the discussions that we had at work and it's like I can still do my job I think it was when we worked from home mm-hmm. but it's like our image shouldn't define the work that we're doing mm-hmm. like whether we're wearing big hoops or not or decide mm-hmm. not to get ready or quote like everyone has their own image of getting ready so it's like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not showing up to please you. I'm here to do my work. Yeah. It's like almost like this whole expectation of you have to get ready. And as a woman that looks like by wearing makeup, but not too much makeup, because if you wear too much makeup, what kind of um, perception are you giving off? Or like, how are people going to perceive you? Um, So you want to keep it. And, you know, like, I understand it's a professional setting, right? But I feel like why do these things exist like why is it that if I express myself by wearing um some bold lipstick or bold lip color it's gonna look like I'm not qualified to do the work that I'm capable of doing right I feel like that's something I've always questioned um in undergrad we used to do a lot of like informational um and interviewing prepping so we would like talk about like what is appropriate um for like wearing to an interview or to a career fair to a conference and something I always wondered why I was told by you know staff like don't wear slacks you might want to wear a pencil skirt and I was like why do I have to wear a pencil pencil skirt why does that make me look more professional than wearing slacks or like don't wear this type of um blouse or don't wear like a button up you want to like I don't know and then the whole like you want to wear a small heel like still wear the small heel but it's okay if you can't walk in heels you can wear a flat this whole like of what it looks like to be a professional woman working woman Mm -hmm. um and what makes you capable and I understand you know like this is your first impression but I want to I want to be someone that if I bring in my full authentic self and if that means I'm wearing hoops and that means I'm wearing a bold lipstick, people are not going to say you're not capable of the job because of what how you look like. Um, because I've looked at your resume, right? I looked at your experience and you're more than capable of doing this. And this is why I'm hiring you. Um, so it's always been something interesting, especially like if you don't wear a lot of makeup, right? If you don't wear makeup and people are going to assume like oh like she didn't get ready today because she didn't wear makeup so she's not qualified for the job like there's this whole spectrum of like you need to do a little like there's no like on the scale of one to five like we don't accept one and zero and one we accept two and three and then four and five is already too much right it's like what how did you come up with this criteria So I think like just thinking back and reflecting on everything that she's done, not just like in terms of politics, but how much she has shaped and like how much she has inspired women um, in many different ways and like women of color. She's someone I really admire and I look up to. She's definitely paving the way for 
the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Our last segment of this episode, we did want to highlight some small businesses. Okay, so the small businesses I want to share with you all today, I have three. The first one is a local small business in Visalia, California. It's called Kekoncha. You can follow them on Instagram. Um, so Kekoncha sells Goncha ice cream sandwiches. So if you like Goncha bread, which is Mexican sweet bread, and you like ice cream and you like like sundaes, that's what they make. They also make a bunch of other stuff. But I personally have tried their concha ice cream sandwiches and they're bomb. Um, the second business I want to share is 559 Flowers. Their Instagram handle is 559.flowers. My friend recently mailed me um, an arrangement by them. They're local to Tulare County. So if you're in the area, make sure to check them out for any floral arrangements for like Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, any holidays, any birthdays. They're so cute. I fell in love with mine. I was so surprised. They do home deliveries. It was really nice. And then the third that I'm going to be sharing today is not a Central Valley based business. This business is an online small shop um, local to Santa Maria. Um, California so in the central coast it's called Nopalitos Accessories you can check them out on Instagram um, their handle is Nopalitos Accessories um, this one is owned by one of my dear friends she sells any western um, accessories like earrings handbags phone cases so if you're into like cactus or cacti and any of those like nice um, earrings and like they ha- she just has so many different designs. You guys have to check out her page. It's so beautiful. I love all her um, like content and all her accessories. So make sure to check her out. And Nopalitos accessories. Um, I looked up the, the Que Concha one. And that looks like it's in LA. Like they look so good. The little panes with the arrangements. That looks so cute. Yeah. Is it a pop-up so it is a pop-up truck, so it's not like a little business. Um, it's not like a little shop. It's like a little pop-up truck that is like um, they go like all throughout Visalia and they're like stationed at different spots. Um, so yeah, like make sure you check them out. Their handle is Kekoncha on Instagram. So good. So creative. Okay, so I'm going to share mine. Um, there's this place called Planet Vegan in Fresno. It's black owned and they have vegan food. I still haven't gone, but it looks super good. Like their burgers look good and their fries. So I definitely, we're definitely going to have to check that place out. It's a food truck. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's always, um, packed. Like a lot of people go and I think they sell out a lot too. So want to check them out. And then I also wanted to shout out my friend's business. It's called Valley Girl Lashes by Taylor. I know you're listening, Taylor. (laughs) So if you guys want to, you know, get your lashes done, I recommend her. She does bomb work. And then the last one for now that I wanted to share 
is my other friend's business. Her name is Fabi, and her business is called Fabulous Feeds by Fabs. So you guys can find all of those on Instagram. And well, she what makes, did the last one do? Um, she makes um, like the sweets arrangements, like the breakable hearts or like the chocolate covered strawberries with bouquets. And she's making these super cute Easter ones right now too. So check them out. So we just wanted to shout out some of our favorite businesses and if you guys want to check them out feel free to do so and if you guys wanted to share any of your favorites please let us know thank you for listening everyone and make sure to tune in to next week's episode